This conversation was recorded on March 29, 2015. So I thought today we'd talk about names a little bit. Names? Yeah. Names you should call people or shouldn't call people? Yeah, not those kind of names necessarily. Names, um... Don't call your brother a moron. Raka. Yeah, that's a good, uh, good principle to live by. There you go. Yeah. How about the name of Jesus? Yes. Becoming a big thing these days. Yeah. So I'm thinking about Philippians 2, where it says that... Um, like starting in verse nine, that God has highly exalted him. Yes, this is of course above. the result of his humility um, and the glory that ensued thereafter. It says that God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Yes, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and under the earth which is a curious little statement there as well. Things under the earth. Yeah, there there are things under the earth. And they can apparently bow. There's people under the earth. They got knees. Yeah, there's people under the earth today. Have been for many years. Looks like there's more and more of them all time. Yeah. So let's talk about the name here, because it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. That's... Yes, you know, Jesus. We're, we're yes. reading here in English. Names... You know, Greek, transcend language. Iesus, Jesus, Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Joshua, Jesus, Hispano. Same name as Joshua, right? Joshua, Joshua. Uh, name means savior. Is that right? Yes, means savior. So, of course, names lo- laced with meaning. Yes, the Bible names are laced with meaning. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to the ones we invent. Seems like. Well, we're, we're getting further and further out. away from that. Yes. Names meaning things. Yes. But uh, certain cultures have it really. Wasn't it you that said, what if you named your kid with an emoticon? Yeah. Then what? An emoji yeah. name? Yeah. What do you call, like, what do you, how do you call that person? Hey, winky face, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you even, uh, how do you even do that? Yeah, how would you even talk it? You can uh, only text them. Yeah, all of a sudden, instead of phonographic people, we, we're becoming ideographic. I think the natural progression of things should be to, to be coming from ideograms to phonograms, as, as God did for us. Although his phonographic language in Hebrew yeah. is ideographic, I think we just lost the ideas. What do you mean ideographic as far as their like caricature? Or, yeah, like uh, Chinese, you know, the, the characters are picto- ideas. Pictograms? Yeah, they're ideograms. I mean, you call them pictograms, but they're ideograms. So you're saying that, a, that Hebrew is that way? Yeah, well, it's said to be that way by those who know Hebrew way better than I do, mm. but that uh, the pictos are lost. It's sort of like the gospel and the stars, right? It's there, but yeah, the heavens are clear. kind of way to figure it out has been lost ever since... Nimrod got to Tower of Babel and who's topped the heavens and he confused everybody and the way they looked at the heavens and so God answered that with the confusion of their speech and said, We're going phonographic. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the name of Jesus. Now we're talking about names. We're not talking about prayer. <laughs> no, we're not. And the question centers around kind of the controversy around the name of the Lord. Yeah, somebody's doing that. Somebody just Trying to is there? Let me ask this: Is there a canonical version? 
Like he, he well, the Texas Receptus, right? the, the Receptus, which I think is canonical, has, you know, the Greek word, yesos. Should we call him yesos then? Well, we translate everything out. Well, you know, is, is Jesus' name supposed to be, what is this uh, tetragrammatic? Do you think that uh, the, the name of Jesus is uh, tetragrammatical where you can't pronounce it? It's not like that. No, but you said it's yesos. In the Greek, that's just because I happen to know little smattering of Greek, you know, took it in college and went a little further. Yeah. But, so, you know. So what, call, call him whatever what about, you want. What about, you said God. You started this verse by saying God. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't we say Theos? Well, let me talk do we about all have to Do we all have to speak Koine Greek now to be spiritual? I sure hope not. I hope not, too, because I couldn't do it. It's pretty rough. A lot yeah. of rough words. Yeah. It's a military con command language. It's extremely limited in its ability to communicate in terms of language structure. Now, the way God uses it, of course, we can't do. He knows how to put together language in ways that we can just behold and marvel. Yeah. Instead, we've got this English language that is a very facile language. You can integrate lots of words right into it from different languages. It's probably the universal language today, yeah. right? The one we're using. Well, there, so do we I have to do to, something about the name Jesus then? Yeah, I mean, if, you, if we go back to Hebrew, you know, there's multiple names used for God. Um, you have yeah, but well, we're, I could just let's just be real clear here. What you're using for your verse that we're talking about is it's Greek. Greek, yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, you know, here it says a name which is above every name. It does harken back to the Tetragrammaton and the sacred name of the Lord because that's the name. That was also a name above. That is also the name above every name. Which, which we alliterate to Jehovah in the English language. Yeah, the J-H-V-H thing. Yeah. So It was even a translation. But yeah. That's a translate. Well, yeah. That's the best we can do. Yahweh, we can talk in Hebrew. I mean, look, it's a fact that that can't be pronounced, that tetragrammaton back in the, that's a, that's a Hebrew fact. You, get, you, got to say, you got to put some vowels in it. Right. That's where Jehovah comes from, the vowels out of Adonai and those things. Now, there are people that are creating whole sects and really heresies by saying his name is Yahweh. Well, I don't know. I think Yahweh, I think the way you just said that, probably not the way Hebrew would say it. Hey, shibboleth. Let's try shibboleth. Sibboleth. You know? <laughs> Kill him. So, but I, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I kind of, I, you know, I know some of the atmosphere that has grown up around the increasing success of Judaizers in the Christian faith that now try to raise issues over how you say Jesus. Yeah. Like some people might say, well, you know, his name is Joshua. Yeah. So well, we should call him that. Or, uh, you know, Yeshua. And then they go Yeshua like they know how to talk Hebrew or something. Do you really? I mean, if that's all spiritual, why don't we have to talk Hebrew about everything? In fact, in Israel, the unbelievers that hate the Lord Jesus have a way, I don't know, I don't know the exact word, but we went through Israel with a friend from mm -hmm. Nazareth, who runs a, a Bible bookstore and a ministry to get the gospel out in in and around Nazareth. And um, he told us about this, that they have a way of calling Yeshu, which means little one or tiny one, some insulting name. Hmm. 
and the unsuspecting hearer thinks they're saying Yeshua or Yehoshua, and they're not. And I guess that's a little inside joke among them. You know, a weird joke. Huh? <laughs> kind of a weird joke. Yeah, you know, it'd be a little joke, like telling somebody to go to McDonald's and order a Whopper, I suppose. Mm. They didn't know what they were doing. So, uh, but no, actually, it, it's an insulting thing. And, and yeah. uh, we were in a synagogue, not that ancient, but an ancient synagogue that Christians allegedly met in later, kind of turned into a Christian gathering place. And our guide heard some other guide using that word and he yelled across the room at him and then started telling all the people that were in his little tour group that that's not the name of Jesus, that Jesus is Yeshua or Yehoshua, not Yeshu, like they're talking. Maybe I don't have it exact name right the way they did it, but okay, in that case, I would see correcting, but this there is this whole seems to be sect or number of sects growing up. I hear it more and more frequently where Somebody's trying to put a Hebrew spin on the name of Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I don't get why are you doing that? You know, you, you speak English, I speak English. Is it important to get the name right? It's important to know who the name is, who who he is that has the name. So the, the substance of well, the When it says that when he's given him a name which is above every name, it it, it, it didn't somehow make, you know— the name Joshua, a better name than the name Benjamin. That's not what he's talking about. Yeah. Your name is your reputation. We know that. A good name is better to be had than riches, right? That you know. Does that mean once your parents name you, you got it? Now you have a good name? No, a good name is your reputation. And uh, whatever your reputation may be among men, God has given the Lord Jesus Christ a reputation that is above everybody else. He's given him a name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Not because his name is Joshua. Yeah. There's a lot of Joshuas. It's still one of the most popular point names. Lots of Joshuas out there. Just like there's a lot of Jesuses. Yeah, I mean, you go down to Central America, you're looking for a shortstop. His name might be Jesus. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to call that racist because I think uh, the middle, uh, the Central Americans, like the Dominican Republic, play great baseball. As if that's racist. But somebody would think that. Hater. Stop hating a lot of people named Jesus, Joshua, Jesus, right? They don't have a name that's above every name. So it's not about the letters. It's yeah. not about the construct, the literal construct. He made himself of no reputation. You see that. That's the English version. He made himself no reputation in verse 7. Right. But God has made him of great reputation. I think that's the thrust of all this. That's the literal rendering of verse 9. God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Yeah. It's about his reputation. It's about who he yeah, is. Exactly. About his reputation. So, how? Why do we get so fixated on the name then? I'm not. It's the royal we. Well, he's Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ. We need to distinguish who, which Jesus he is. Okay? Because there's a lot of Jesuses around. Yeah. He's Jesus the Christ. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he is. So that sounds like it is pretty important to distinguish that. Well, if there becomes controversy over what who, what Jesus are you talking about, yeah, but I don't think that's controversial on verse 9. No. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't read commentaries anymore at all. Uh, but uh, 
maybe we could invite listeners to drill us with huge questions on if there's a controversy about who verse 9 is about. So I think there is one where it is Joshua, maybe in Hebrews, where it says it's translated Jesus. Yes. And that, I mean, and it says Joshua, but doesn't. confusing until you read the rest of the context. Yeah, there's like, no question that that's actually, sometimes the translators are confusing. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. see, what you're talking about, I don't think, is a matter of confusion about who he is. No, I think it's a. I think people turn it into like a manner of of reverence or something. Well, know. there's okay. There's been there's been kind of sacred name cultish. I don't know how to call it cult. It's it is cultish. There have been those for uh, many many years who have tried to distinguish themselves by talking about the sacred name, the tetragrammaton. And then carry that over to, you know, the Word made flesh and Jesus. And to this day, well. I mean, to this day, many Jews will um, say that, you know, they won't say God because. Right. They'll, they'll say Hashem. D they'll say Hashem instead of God. Huh? Uh, if they were spelling it out, they'd say G blank D. Yeah, or they'll spell out capital H-A-S-H-E-M, H-A-S-H-E-M. Yeah. Which Hashem means the name. The name. Yeah. So Hashem, the name. Yeah. So So that is, is it just us trying to be Jewish then? Just Christian. There, you know, there has ever the been an you know, us trying to be it gets to that. I mean there is a sort of a weakness of uh human character that wants to put on a fair show. And that's part of it there. Wants to be distinctive, uh, in, the, in in a wrong kind of way, and that's that's a movement that you look you you can see it. It's the old era of scripture, the Judaizing of the Christian. What do you do when you meet a brother or a sister who uh, shares many things with you in the scriptures and refers to Jesus as Yeshua all the time? Do you do you? Ask them why they're doing that. Do you just let it happen? What's the what's the? Why do you do that? Well, I'd like to. Yeah, I think I'd ask pretty early on. Why do you do that? I don't have anybody at this time that I'm that I'm in those conversations with, but I could probably go out of my way just a little bit and start having those conversations. And and I, I think I'd ask them well, why are you doing that because, you know, is it a big thing to you? Or are you you trying to? You're trying to point out that 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 actually is his name, Joshua, and the one that followed Moses was Joshua, and the prof, great prophecy in Moses that they'll rise up one after me, uh, or thou that prophet, as the mm-hmm. as they asked John the Baptist. Some people knew Jesus was that prophet. They they knew he was Joshua anyway. They weren't confused, and I'm not confused. You're not confused. Maybe there's a lot of people out there that are confused and don't really know that Jesus is Joshua. To me, if if a guy says, "Yeah, I call him Joshua," because most people don't know that his name is that Jesus is Joshua, I'd say, "Okay, well, that's your way of getting getting a truth, a little piece of truth across. Good for you." But why do you inflect it with uh, Hebrew? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Uh, well, I do, or else I do. I mean, the best that I can say, the kindest remark I can make, is, "I don't get it." 
Now, true. The fact is, I do get it some. Yeah, because uh, in I mean, my, we were just talking. It was we were just talking before the show, right, about my experience into mm-hmm. ju- the Judaization of some Christians. And in my personal experience with that thing, there's a little bit of condescension from somebody who, you know, um, insists on Yeshua or Ye- Yehoshua. Have you even heard? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, I'm just a little bit neater than you are. <laughs> that's what, that's, well, that's I got what, news for them. That's what it says to me. I, I guess I just have some news for them. <laughs> What's the, well, let's hear it. You're not very. You're not all that cool, and you're not all that neat. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. I hope you get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very cool. I mean, you have to do that to get along with people you hang with, right? That's what I would say to them. You hang with people that do that. Yeah, that's why you sort do of that. A culture around it. Yeah. When I was young, I hung around a church where there became a way to pray, mm. a way to sound. Did they institute it? It was subtle. It was it was promoted by a kind of public ambition that was disgraceful to the Lord. I'll just say that in retro. I'm an old guy now, I know. I know this stuff. A public ambition, like look how I'm praying. Yeah, like I me. would squat today if it would yeah, start breaking out in the church I'm in, I would, you know, do the proper work of oversight and stamp that out. Mm. Yeah. I'd, you know, bring up the scriptures and what you know, why are you teaching people this form? Yeah, it's an ugly thing. It's disingenuous. Yeah. So there's some of that in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make that up. The guy that's doing that, he's not making that up. He got that from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Who almost I would get to, who has bewitched you that you started well and now you're. So soon. Like, now look what you're doing so soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I, would, I would be working toward the book of Galatians and the conversation about that book. With that person, I'd be moving toward that towards Galatians and the yeah. Say so, you know let's let's sit down. First of all, let's have a cheeseburger. I want to see if he balked at a cheeseburger. You think yeah. that guy balks at a cheeseburger? Possibly. Yeah. So he might not want to have a cheeseburger with you. You know, if he has the cheeseburger with you, maybe you try to have a hot dog or a ham sandwich. See if he <laughs> see if he's got some he's dietary the fringe of. See if he's got some dietary things going on. Yeah. And uh, I think I would do that, by the way. I would, I would probably follow along those lines to see if there's some dietary thing he's got going. And see, you know, and then that would show the chink in his fate. And then I then think what? I'd probably follow up with some discussion about Peter and Galatia and, you know, Peter's weakness at the outset back there with the Lord had to give him that vision before he went to see when he went to before he opened the gospel to Gentiles. Right. And then after as well. Oh, and he slipped up in Galatia where he used to be blamed. And, you know, my friend, it seems like you might be down the wrong path here. Mm-hmm. The, you can't get past the book of Galatians. You don't get to the book of Ephesians. That's a terrible loss in the Christian life. Yeah. Get stuck at Galatia and you're not going anywhere. You're not, you're not going to Ephesians. You're, there you are in Galatians. And, you know. Yeah. It's just there to get you to Ephesians, which where we all want to, you know, we all want to live there. You know, we want to carry Ephesian, the Ephesian epistle around with us all the time. For sure. Even before the call, we started, uh, we're talking about names and to a certain degree. Yep. Uh, the names of the man of sin. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of titles, the man of sin. But the Lord has a lot of names too, right? 
Uh, well, yeah, a lot of characteristic kind of names. Yes, a yeah. lot of uh, we would call those appellations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'd be yes. fitting that the the false one would also yeah. want to have. He, he doesn't have nearly as many. Okay, <laughs> but he does accumulate to himself in the scripture. Actually, I say he doesn't accumulate them to himself. He'll 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 have other things that he'll want to be called. I think when he comes, and his coming is clear. I think we talked about that a little bit before, right? I mean, the coming of the man of sin. We're in it. We're in the coming of the man of sin, man, and have been for some time. He's coming. Yeah. He'll come in his own name, interestingly, right? Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. You don't receive me. There's one who's coming in his own name. So, you know, here we are. I mean, you want to get to let's to the meat uh, instead of the uh, petty detail of, of Philippians section here, yeah. right? The man of sin, Jesus came as a lamb. The man of sin comes as a serpent or a wolf. He comes as a serpent, a dragon. And... Um, he comes boasting, you know, yeah. the little horn with big words as compared to Jesus who came and he emptied himself. himself. no reputation and came in his father's name, not his own name. Exactly. And he told the Jews, you know, I, I come in my father's name. You don't receive me. There's one coming in his own name. Him you will receive. And I tell that to my Jewish people that I meet. You know, the reason I'm giving you the gospel is so that you'll come to Jesus, because otherwise you will receive the one who comes in his own name. And I can see that happening, by the way, soon. I mean, the world has come to a point of no return. The world is in a rush downhill like so many pigs into the abyss to bring upon that man of sin. The mystery of iniquity is going to become incarnate in in human form, Mm. moving from mystery form to concretized into human form in the man of sin. And uh, boy, we see it on every side today. I mean, uh, the mystery of iniquity is really at work now. You can't believe anything that you see just about. Yeah, I guess the million dollar question is what what name, by what name will he come? his coming. own. Yeah, I know, but what, what is his it? own. Well, you, everybody will know what it is. You know, everybody will know what it is. It come yeah. in his own name, and it'll be it'll be preceded by uh, a religious system of nothing but blasphemies. You know, so the Lord Jesus will be totally blasphemed, and then ultimately, when he declares himself to be God in the know, temple, in the temple, yes. It's like he's the ultimate usurpation of the name that's above every name. Exactly. Is when he makes his own name that name. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be the abomination that makes desolate, right? The most abominable act in human history where he exalts himself up above. And this is what he's done before anyway. I mean, the man of sin is the incarnation of the devil, Satan, that old serpent who said in his heart, I will... I will rise to I'll, I'll be like the most high. I will I will ascend to the hill of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that spot. That's for me. He knows he has a short time. He's going to get it done in a short time once he gets thrown out of the second heaven. You know, I was one of those people who read the Left Behind series when I was younger. They had to pick a name because they had to write about him. You want to know the name they picked? Uh, sure. Nikolai Carpathia. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> Yes, Nikolai Carpathia. I thought that was a pretty good name at the time. Now I think it's way too on the nose. You know, he's going to be subtle. It's not going to be Nikolai. 
yeah. the conqueror of the people. Right? Sure, that's a Nicolaitan. Way smoother than that. Interesting, though, about the Carpathian part, right? The USS Carpathian, you know about that? No. That's the ship that went out uh, and followed out and, and, and went to rescue the Titanic. Huh. Yes, that was it. That was Her Majesty. I say U.S. It wasn't U.S. It was Her Majesty's uh, HMS, the HMS Carpathia. Hmm. And uh, saved a bunch of people that were floating about. I don't remember the details of the of the results. I'm sure Wikipedia has it. But uh, is that the one Philip Moreau was on? Philip Moreau was on that and wrote God's Pilgrims uh, on that ship yeah, on that tra- on that journey. He wrote it on the on the Carpathia. He wrote it on the Carpathia, <laughs> the HMS Carpathia. Yeah. If you have the if you have the first edition, which of that book, which I do, uh, it says that right on the. Huh. Right God's Pilgrims the, is about the Book of Hebrews. It's about the Book of Hebrews. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's interesting in the context of that writing as he goes out to help that all the these. The Titanic has just sunk. The ship. Well, you think God about the sink. warning in Hebrews of yeah. Of, yeah, drift, I right? think that's his inspiration. Yeah, that was his inspiration. Yeah, they are just kind of floating out there in the sea. Yeah, yeah, like Hebrews too. Exactly. Mm-hmm.